Welcome all you Plus Two Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Houlihan. Thank you so much for joining us. And before we get to our fantastic episode with Sidewalk Atlas, I gotta tell you about some of our upcoming shows. We will be at TanoshiCon. That's T-A-N-O-S-S-I-I-C-O-N dot Org for information. We are going to be there April 25th. It's a fantastic con that runs from 9 a.m. all the way to midnight. We'll be doing stand-up comedy, we'll be doing Ask a Supervillain, and Sidewalk Atlas will be there. So if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to see everyone that was involved in this podcast, head on down to Tenoshi Con. Also, I gotta tell you about Free Comic Book Day. Free Comic Book Day is Saturday, May 2nd. And at Adventureland, we will be doing another episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast, and we'll be debuting Cutthroat Gaming. A chance to win $50 through video game playing. It's everything you ever dreamed. Also, there's gonna be tons of vendors there, and there will be a $500 Hero Clicks game. So be sure to be there at Adventureland in the world's strangest mall on Free Comic Book Day. That's May 2nd. And finally, be sure to check us out at Nauticon. Nauticon is May 15th through the 17th in Provincetown, Massachusetts. It's a plus 21 con, so come get your drink on with Plus 2 Comedy. We're doing a very special event with Grego that I can't talk about yet. So if you're a fan of Plus 2 Comedy and drinking, and you're in the Massachusetts area, or you like a good drive, head on down to Nauticon, and you can get information at nauticons.com. Also, this episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. Please click the link below and shop as normal to support the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. And now, without any further ado, take it away... Sidewalk Atlas. Cause you're my NPC, you mean so much to me. I saved this town for thee. You're my NPC And though you're lost in time Will you still on my mind Won't you be so kind As to fetch me a quest Who's ready for a podcast? You hear that, Sal? People showed up this week <laughs> This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast Coming to you live from Adventureland In the world's strangest mall the Voorhees Town Center, located at 2120 Voorhees Town Center, Voorhees Township, New Jersey. I am joined, as always, by the Launchpad McQuack to my Darkwing Duck, Mr. Will Liam. How you doing, Will? That's a really accurate one. That's yeah. one of the better. That's a good definition of our relationship. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm you're excited on board. to see you, though, today, Will. You know, Thank, you. So. Thank you. That voice you're hearing is the lead singer from the sci-fi band He May Be Nuclear. Please give it up. For Danny Green. Thank you. Thank you very much. I didn't say the name of the band for some reason. He's the lead singer of Sidewalk Atlas. Thank you so much for coming. Hey, uh, a quote from the song is, that's even better. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, we're Sidewalk Atlas. And I always talk in plural. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we're... Say, you are alone, sir. <laughs> Existentially. <laughs> <laughs> I have my guardian angel with me, sir. Uh, so, Danny, thanks for being on the show. This has been, what, two years in the making? Yes, yes. Two years of me writing in my diary. <laughs> <laughs> One day, those plus two comedy boys will start a podcast, and I will be on it. Yeah, I met Danny back at Too Many Games, and uh, he gave me a copy of his CD so that I would give him a DVD. Ooh, it's getting dark. <laughs> I don't know why our, our microphone popping. is popping. Everybody be quiet for a second. Danny's a musician, so this is actually like, we should fix this. And Ward's is like, (laughs) nah, just plow. (laughs) If we're loud enough, it'll eventually get droned out. It'll be fine. Danny's has pulled out backup recording equipment just in case. So, So. Danny, tell us about Sidewalk Atlas. I I think I incorrectly called you a steampunk band a few times. Uh, That's okay. That's like an aspiration. Is to be a steampunk fan? <laughs> What's holding you back? Is I it guess goggles, a right? A waistcoat? Yeah, and goggles. That's it. It's just pretty much a just goggles. A monocle goggle, maybe? Uh, yeah, so we, uh, we originally built ourselves as a sci-fi pop band, and um, that was because we played songs that were too weird to just be called pop songs. 
And uh, then slowly but surely, like, video game-inspired music has been getting into the songs. So we're now, we're just saying we're a geek pop band. And um, What makes you geek? What makes us a geek? I don't know. I know I am. <laughs> Was that the only adjective left? <laughs> just you being in the band is what's making you geeky. It's pretty, yeah, de facto. And uh, I think it's interesting that for years I was afraid of being called that and uh, persecuted for being called that. And now I wear it as a badge of honor. Yes. Well, you should. And in fact, probably like the best day of my, my life in the last like five years was getting featured on geekadelphia.com. Yes. Because I was like, it wasn't so much just that it was the biggest in the world, thing in the world. I care about community and local stuff, so it was pretty big to me. But it was like, I set a small goal in my mind. I was like, I'm just going to be published in this one small little, yeah. I shouldn't say small, but regional. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we the just city had is the girl from Geekadelphia on. Don't belittle everything that no, she's she does. The, she's the one that interviewed me. I love Nicole. Oh, she's Nicole? the best. Um, I guess my point is that, like, it was realizing that you can set, like, small goals and, like, accomplish them. And just, I don't what? Know, that was, like, a really big... It, it <laughs> is a lot easier than accomplishing big goals, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to get out of bed today. But I guess yes! My, I guess my point was I was, like, unbelievably out of my mind excited to be published on that. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, bragging about it on the only place that we brag about things, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized I was telling everyone I know that I'm the geek of the week. <laughs> We haven't been the Geek of the Week, so <laughs> you can hold that over us. So That was, yeah. So I am very, very proud to be a geek. And uh, I think if it wasn't for Geekadelphia, I, I don't know if I would still be making music because <laughs> I just think that I needed that little influx. And, like, Nicole, mm-hmm. who you had on, like, she's just one of those, like, really wonderful people that just, like, energizes other people, mm-hmm. as I'm, I'm sure you guys notice just from how oh, energetic yeah, totally. her... Because I know that when we do conventions, that there are times where we are so beaten up and just destroying ourselves for driving hours to perform for no money for, like, hours. Perform for hours. And then one person will be like, yo, you're really funny. And I'm like, worth it. <laughs> Validated in the eyes of one person I will probably never see again. Thank you, sir. Or uh, madam. I think we need to edit that in post so it says driving hours for thousands of dollars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we get paid lots of money and should well, continue now to be so. Well, the couple of people who have paid us to be like, we could have got them for free. It's <laughs> <laughs> been ripped off. I, I mean, stuff. most of our payment is like, I think if we give you this much money, you will break even if you don't eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that is our usual payment. It's like, okay, that sounds fair. Yeah, we once we at one point had a drummer who was like just dying to recreate the um, Blues Brothers situation, where they're like, "Well, you got paid fifty dollars, but you owe us like five thousand dollars in beer." Like, <laughs> so, I was really thought scary. you were going to say uh, recreate the Blues Brothers situation and drive through a mall. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all want to do that. Oh yeah. Really? <laughs> My biggest fear is finding out one day I get the job of driving the new cars into the mall to just be in the mall for people to look at. Because I would have that job for a day. And then that mall would be gone. And no would be in jail. Allow me to say that sounds like a very rational fear to have. <laughs> I'm, I'm really afraid of my own irresponsibility. <laughs> But yeah. t- tell us more about the band. Like, oh, like yeah. where, where do you draw your inspiration from the geek world? Are there other people music? in this band? Yeah. I yeah, notice it's just you talking about, about other people. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's, it's uh, three other guys. And, um, you know, one of the guys has been in bands with me for about nine years. And um, the other two guys joined kind of recently. And, um, yeah, we... Uh, I guess the whole th- reason why we started making music, and I will continue to say we, uh, <laughs> is... And I will continue to think it's just you until you can prove there's <laughs> one other person in this band. It has taken a barrage of psychological tests and have not successfully <laughs> proven that. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think like... You could just show up with a second person. <laughs> <laughs> He's here right now. Can't no one else him? knows that. This is a podcast. Um... <laughs> 
Yeah, so we uh, just like started writing songs that were your typical pop songs. We love like the pantheon of 60s pop songs, you know, like classic Beach Boys, Beatles, you know, Four Seasons, like Hermits and the Hermits. Like, I don't, like to me, I think the Love and Spoonful is one of the coolest bands in the world, which. It's absolutely not the truth. Yeah, you, you um, might be the youngest person to ever say that. <laughs> yeah, do you believe in magic? I believe I actually cried to you once. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this isn't sharing time. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we just started writing pop what songs. What was happening to you at the time? <laughs> they have this slide. It's like, do you, do you really believe in the, the power of music? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. And Love that was... Spoonful. Thank you, Love and Spoonful, for that life-affirming moment. <laughs> and, uh, There's cl- a parallel universe somewhere where you go, no. <laughs> and then you just turn the radio station off and become an accountant. Can we, t- <laughs> can we turn this entire podcast into talking about Fringe now? The no. show Fringe? Yeah, and Alterverse. No, absolutely not, because I hated that oh. show. Yeah, if we could talk about the first four episodes, then I, I got it. <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> I really wanted to like Fringe. It was such a cool kind of idea, but it, it, it was that weird format of like, here's a weird situation, and I have a weird machine that would only work in this situation, and we're going to use it today to solve this problem. See you next week. Yeah. That is my... T- it, it definitely had that Monster of the Week problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite shows growing up, Quantum Leap. Um, oh, I love Quantum Leap. You know, pretty much was like... Ev- Scott Bakula was always the Monster of the Week. <laughs> he was always the Monster of the Week. You're like, Monster of the Week this time, Scott Bakula's going to be a housewife. No, oh, I can't boy. wait. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, every time that show, you're just like, please give me some kind of plot. Give me some kind of pathos to remind me why I care about Scott Bakula. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I just realized I wanted to make it my life goal to just put Quantum Leap into a song. And that's how well, Sidewalk Atlas was born. That, the short ending. Have you done it yet? <laughs> I'm kidding. Ho- uh, hopefully this next song will be the song that has Quantum Leap in it. This is, this is the moment where the hit single, the Quantum Leap single and was... And then the, the end of your music career is there was never a song <laughs> that had Quantum Leap in it. Is that the change that... Guys, you should see Quantum Leap. <laughs> no, I have more references. <laughs> Because Ziggy's going to tell him he's got to write a song about Quantum Leap. <laughs> That's what he has to change. Will, you can be Guys, my... Guys, Quantum Leap's a show about Scott Bakula. <laughs> Scott Bakula. And he time travels through people. <laughs> oh, I want to talk about something about that, but I, we'll save that for the game portion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Hope it becomes you don't know what the game is at all. <laughs> I, I control. No, uh, yeah, so back to Love and Spoonful, because we really can't talk enough about that. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather talk about Sidewalk Atlas, but fine. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the Loving Food Spoonful. Anyway, I just realized, like, pop songs are great and, like, love songs are great, but eventually, like, you're just like, I get it. The girl was mean to you and you and you and she left you. Yeah. And there are, like, a, a lot of songs about that that I love. I mean, basically, Pet Sounds, one of the greatest albums of all time by the Beach Boys, is essentially just a, like, I'm sad and lonely and girls don't like me album. <laughs> it's a great album. Like, one of the best. Um, but I just realized that I was going to have more fun writing songs about things that I cared about, which is why our first album is an alternate universe um, in which... I did not marry my wife. Uh, it's a time travel story. It's it's full of all of these Twilight <laughs> this Zone song things. Could get real mean. Real. Yeah. I know. She loves it's when I al- introduce that song. It's an alternate she universe loves it. where I'm not married and <laughs> yeah. I'm happy. I have a lot of free time. <laughs> I have nine. This song kids. is called "The Best Day Ever." Here we go. <laughs> Today was the best day ever. Only slightly better than the day before. <laughs> I am going to copyright that <laughs> immediately. Watch some quantum leap in my underwear. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yeah. She's serious. It's amazing because she's my merch girl, too. So, like, it's wonderful, like, playing that song and just watching her just scowl for the, the five and a half minute song that it is. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have jokes about my girlfriend. She loves mm-hmm. them. <laughs> Can you just say your ex-girlfriend? Nope. 
It won't feel real to me if I do that. <laughs> the crowd will know. I'm a method comedian. <laughs> it's funny, like, some of the songs that, like, she hates the most, she also, like, loves the most, which is wonderful. As a husband, to annoy my wife is just always just a fun hobby. The goal. But, <laughs> like, I really have to hand it to her for, like, making a breakthrough with the, the record because I was mixing it. I mixed the whole thing myself and um she walked in one day and she's like i noticed you have all these like weird synthesizers on everything and all these like weird sounds like using her, her words but um <laughs> sounds is not the industry term <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of bing bongs in this <laughs> <laughs> i love those fancy bing bongs um and she's like why don't you just like make that the thing <laughs> the sounds and I think, like, I didn't have the courage before to be like, yeah, like, I really want to just make a band that's just weird sounds. And that was kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, so it's mostly, mostly synthesizers. Because you're really adding to the argument that it's just you and this band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, I, you know, I do write, you know, all the songs, and I am the the band leader, per se, but... Um, but when I perform live, I hire four people to stand behind me <laughs> holding cardboard instruments. Yeah, well, Michael, who's right here, is my right. He's just pointing to a Casio <laughs> keyboard right now. Listen, if I can't invent, invent my best friend, you can't invent an awesome Casio keyboard that's the right of me. Because if you could, I would like that keyboard. Touche, sir. Yeah, so... Uh, at least Michael in the band, who is a real person, uh, has has put up with me for nine years. Even when the band was actually called Danny and the Bygones, which was basically saying, like, guess what, everybody? It's just me, Danny. And these other people called the Bygones. <laughs> what, are you, what are they doing? We're just letting the Bygones be Bygones. It was like the worst name ever. And it got worse because people would be like, oh, I heard of your band. It's great. Danny and the Bigones? <laughs> I was like, you've never seen the word bygones before? <laughs> Can you, what? anytime you uh, refer to a human being, uh, preface it with, who is a real person? <laughs> so I was talking to my mom last week. Who is real? <laughs> who exists in reality? What you don't know is that Will's not real, and I've been doing this podcast yes. for two years, forever long, with, with a hand puppet. Hold on. He, I'm going to gargle totally water. That is totally the Will answer. No. He's going to gargle water. Hold on, I'm thirsty. <laughs> hello, Do hello. not get water on the microphones or I will kill you. I almost did a little bit. <laughs> you know, there's going to be some like conspiracy theorist fan who's going to be like rewinding all of the podcasts now, specifically this one, to see if Will and I ever speak at the same time. Ooh. We don't. No. Will's not real. It's, it's a big waste <laughs> of time to listen to the first <laughs> 85 of these that you don't appear on. Let me see if Danny talks in this. Nope, not once. <laughs> well, what if I break or he breaks character? Don't don't do this confusing game with me right now. <laughs> hey, so you uh, you introduced me not as Sidewalk Atlas, but it, it might be nuclear. Yes, which uh, I was super pleased and thank you for that because um, it means the CD I gave you did leave yes. your trunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that was my favorite song off it, uh, Marco you. and the Nuclear Sub. That's so. a song that almost didn't make it on the album, and. Um, you know, it's nice to have... Those stupid bygones didn't know what they had. <laughs> it's nice to have real people <laughs> that occasionally tell you, hey, that song should go on the album. And uh, that was that was like also part of the genesis. I was like, okay, we have an, an apex... We're at kind of a crossroad here where we can either be just like a generic rock band or we can say, oh my God, we have a song about nuclear-powered super teens. We should just roll with that. <laughs> so we did. Yeah, and I greatly appreciate it. And Sidewalk Atlas was quietly born <laughs> to zero acclaim. That's the best way to describe any band is quiet. <laughs> oh, yeah, those guys are so quiet. I love how soft-spoken they are. <laughs> I like how I can do other things while I listen to them. Now, the, the photo I used for this podcast is a picture of you that says, Will you be my NPC? What is that about? Uh, so I wrote a song one night in the middle of like three in the morning, just like woke up and was like song. And I recorded it, woke up the next day, 
sat my wife down. I was like, let's listen to this song I wrote in my sleep. And we listened back to it, and it was a song exclusively about uh, video games, RPGs from the Super NES. And I was like, this is a decent melody, but I shall never, ever share this with anyone. (laughs) And uh, my wife, in a rare moment, was like, I kind of agree with you. (laughs) And she came back a couple days later, and she was like, you know, I've been singing that song. I've been singing it a bunch of times. And I actually, like, heard her, like, around the house singing it. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll just put it on the internet and see what happens. And, uh, you know, it did, it did decent enough that, uh, you know, that like, kind of helped us pursue more of the video game stuff and helped us get members that are more inclined with that. And I think, at least our drummer is, t- is telling me that our next single should be this other video game song that we have, which I, I might, uh, if all these real people in the audience <laughs> would like me to, I might play tonight. Ooh. <laughs> Can we have a round of applause from the real people in this room? Not you, Will. (laughs) Right now. Applause now. Can I have a round of applause? Nope. I said do it. (laughs) You did phrase it like you were going to ask a question. Like, buy a round of applause. That was actually me me just reaching for my applause box. (laughs) He named him Kevin. Also part of the band. <laughs> Kevin is our tambourine player. <laughs> you nailed it. Wow, you, you know a lot about Danny's life. You <laughs> might be the same people. Uh, uh. <laughs> so are you guys doing uh, Too Many Games? Comments? Yes, we will be at Too Many Games. That that has been confirmed. Uh, I guess we can talk about it now. We're, we're doing uh, three shows. We're doing stand-up. We're doing uh, uh, At Midnight. We are ripping off At Midnight <laughs> again. Uh, and we're hoping to get some uh, more guests involved with that. I think uh, Captain S might be joining us. And we're doing a brand new game show called uh, uh, Cutthroat Gaming, which is a ripoff of Cutthroat Kitchen done with video games. Is it should that, be spectacular. Is that midnight called at 11.59 p.m.? <laughs> just, <laughs> it's, just to genericize I believe, it? <laughs> when I talked to them, they, I said, please change this to whatever time it's actually going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> at 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah. At quarter to two. So, yeah, check that out. Too many games. It's going to be great. Uh, so, we like to geek out on this show. And we do it with a segment called What You Watch and What You Read and What You Playing. It's where we talk about what we're watching and what we're reading and what we're playing. Danny, you're new to the group. What have you been watching? What have I been watching? Wow. I have been doing so much music stuff. I don't know if I've been watching a lot of TV. I generally am just re-watching... Scrubs a lot on Netflix. <laughs> I almost did that recently. And um, I've been trying to get through some movies. Like, I love bad movies, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I think the next one I'm going to watch is Dragon Ball, Z, uh, Dragon Ball Z. Is it called Z? Or is this Dragon oh, Ball? Evolution? Evolution? Dragon Ball Evolution. Um, but, <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The first show I ever did is Plus Two Comedy. I had jokes about Dragon Ball Evolution <laughs> and how it is a garbage movie. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I mean, don't root for me. I'm pretty excited about it. You, if you like bad movies, oh, you should be super excited for this. <laughs> it's great. I always like to say that, like, my DVD collection has, of course, the Quantum Leap box set. Yeah. Next to Citizen Kane, next to like Mystery Men. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Mystery <laughs> Men is great. That that is my favorite Dane Cook moment is when mm-hmm. he shows up in Mystery Men as the Waffler. <laughs> it might be the only above par moment of Dane Cook. Yeah. <laughs> I liked him in Waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Waiting was good. good waiting too. I liked that that's like the intro to that uh, Smash Mouth yeah. music video. <laughs> it's the Waffler. I, uh, but Dragon Ball Z Evolution, uh, the best way to describe it is anytime Goku is on screen, someone looks at him and points and goes, Goku, before starting a sentence. To remind the audience that's who that's <laughs> supposed to be. Because there's nothing about him that's like Goku. Well, I think that has something to do with the fact that that artist who like, people go nuts about draws the same person for everything. Like <laughs> Chrono true. Trigger. Yeah. All of the characters are... <laughs> Somebody had knew the artist. I just didn't want to mispronounce it. <laughs> it like, was all Japan. I'm always you know. like, my favorite composer is Nobuo Uematsu. <laughs> and someone's like, that is incorrect! <laughs> But I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, they all look the same. 
like yes. uh, Dragon Dragon Ball, Chrono Trigger. That's somehow racist. <laughs> those Japanese cartoons, they're all the same. And they're poor drivers, too, in those cartoons. <laughs> Did you notice that? Oh, their spiky hair. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> now you've gone too far. But yeah, they all just have different haircuts, and that's how you tell them apart. Like, I can't even tell who's Bulma. <laughs> She's the blue hair one. Yeah, blue hair. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Shut up, invisible person. <laughs> All right, Will, what have you been watching? Glug, uh, glug, glug, glug. <laughs> <laughs> <Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba>. <laughs> I watched a. Uh, it's been, I don't know, two or three years now. It's uh, It was that magician movie called Now You See Me. Oh, yes. I actually had that spoiled for me recently. Ah, Was it by... I watched it like two days ago. Did I spoil it? No, it wasn't by you. I I watched uh, a top ten list of the world's worst spoilers, (laughs) basically. (laughs) It's like the worst twist endings. I was like, ah, they're going to be bad movies. And then it's like, number eight, you can't... uh, Now you see me. I was like, ah, I was actually going to watch that. It's been five years. It's my own fault. The, I, don't, I didn't think it was that. It's a big spoiler in that it was the most obvious stupid. And there's a question at the end. You're like, who's this person? And you're like, I'll be really mad if it's this person. Oh, good. It was that person. <laughs> and now when you watch it, you'll, go, you'll immediately realize who it is. Uh, but it has my uh, James Franco's brother, whose first name I will not learn. Ever learn. No. I don't, I don't care. I don't, Stop trying to I don't know if things. you're making that up or yelling a white guy's name. Was it Chad? Chad Franco uh, fights the Incredible Hulk. Yes, yes. But he does it with my new favorite. Now that I've seen two movies with it, Magician Kung Fu. <laughs> VHS Viral has it. Yes. It's a little more magic-y, and now this movie has it. And it's now my favorite fighting genre, and there needs to be a ton of movies right now. <laughs> like, he throws him into a curtain, and then he's just gone. And then he sees him, and he punches him, and it's a mirror, and it shatters. <laughs> and cops are just the perfect fight for a magician, because they just have a belt of crap that's easy to access. So he's just, like, handcuffing them and macing them in the face. And it's the greatest fight scene ever. He broke my nose, and then it was my card. In- <laughs> yeah. You try to fight, you're like, oh, and a deck of cards comes out of your mouth. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm not floating. I was just up on one foot. <laughs> but it, it's actually a pretty good movie. There's a chunk, about a 15-minute chunk, where I walked away, and I came back, and I didn't need to see it. Like, okay. I didn't miss anything in the movie for 15 minutes. I, I know there's going to be a sequel, so I was considering actually watching huh. it. That's kind of cool. Did you guys notice the Green Lantern had the opposite problem? <laughs> Whereas you're watching it, it was like, did someone cut 45 minutes out of this film? Because <laughs> we were in space, and now... We're in, like, just a bedroom, you know, you are, and there's worms. I, way and more than 45 minutes, and you're 100% right. <laughs> I sat through that entire movie. I, I know that I... Ryan Reynolds was, like, on the ground. Yeah. And then an alien crashed and gave him a ring. And then he was in a magic race car in space. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know what else happened. <laughs> yeah, and this guy's got an enormous head that, like, I know that he's invaded by, like, this evil, sentient space yeah. energy but, like, you threw that into your first film? Yeah, that's a lot to, to handle. You jumped to, like, the 4,000th issue of Green Lantern and threw that in the first movie. Well, I did... I did there's one scene that I did, like, in the Parallax, Green Lantern movie, yeah. and that's when he's the Green Lantern and he goes and he visits his girlfriend and tries to seduce her. He's like, yes, it's me, the Green Lantern. And she's like, oh, thank you so much for... How? What are you doing? Ew! This is gross! <laughs> I was like, oh, that should happen more in... It's like, oh, you kiss just like Bruce Wayne, Batman. <laughs> hey, wait a minute! <laughs> but can you imagine if you walked away for 15 minutes in Green Lantern? I wouldn't have come back, though. That's the problem. <laughs> I think a lot of people didn't. It would have broke the spell. I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> if, if, if I went and saw Green Lantern in theaters with someone, and then they got up and left, I would have a panic attack the whole time they were gone knowing they were going to come back and go, so what happened? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We're going to have to see this again. (laughs) So uh, I made a promise last week on this show 
that I would watch iZombie and give it a chance. And I did. Oh. <sighs> I'm not happy with that decision <laughs> overall. Uh, it's, it's basically, it's every cop show with a psychic. That's all it is. Except the psychic's a zombie who eats brains that can then see stuff where the person died. And it's CW. And <sighs> the best way to explain this is they hired a bunch of really good writers. And then the head writer showed up and was like, this is what we're writing. Aren't you guys excited? And they all went, ugh. But this head writer was just so happy and excited that he just kept ruining it while these other really good writers are doing the best they can with what's <laughs> going on in this show. And, like, like, it's CW, so they have Flash and they have Arrow. So I was like, they're trying to make this look like it's a comic book really hard. And then I did some research, and it's a comic book. There's a comic book called iZombie. But this goes to show what this, like, ass head writer is doing. The main character in the comic book is Gwen. In the show, it's Olivia, so they can call her Liv for short. Get it? She's a zombie. She's not alive. That's terrible. But they're saying Liv the whole time. Oh, goodness. And but like, is she the only zombie? See... Why did someone challenge you to watch this? Yeah, they, well, they said it wasn't they bad. Said it was, I mean, there's an overall story that could get good. Because it's going to be Monster of the Week, let's go solve this crime. But there's also this, the zombie outbreak happens because of a drug that is man-made. And they think they took care of it. So no one, like, <laughs> she, think, she thinks she's the only zombie. They don't know. So there's going to be this, like, season-long story of, like, where did this drug come from? Who else is infected? And, and then Parallax did it. Yeah, and then it's Parallax. <laughs> it really seems like somebody's like, I've got this idea for a show. It's a detective, and they, they eat a little bit of the brain. They have this power. They can see what happened. I don't know, Phil. Zombies are what's in right now. Yeah. Did I mention it was a zombie? I said, I said that the whole time. That's exactly what it feels like. That is exactly <laughs> what it is. And, like, they're doing things with zombies I hadn't seen before. Uh, because, like, the one guy figures out that she's a zombie, and she's like, so you're alive, but you're also dead. Maybe we can use your blood to, like, cure diseases. And they're like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. She's like, hey, maybe one day I can cure you. And she's like, oh, I never even thought that maybe I'll be alive again. I'm going to go back to my fiancé and ask if he'll take me back, because I broke up with him because I didn't want to accidentally eat him one day. And then she goes back to talk to her, her fiancé and he's home with another woman. And I was like, ooh, plot. But she's not just home with another woman. They're playing Left for Dead. So, not only is he with another woman, but he's murdering other zombies. And she's like, he'll never understand! <clears throat> this sounds so stupid. Like, the... That's the major flaw, is like literally every character at some point will walk in the room and be like, I'm sorry, I heard the word zombie. Man, if there's a zombie in front of me right now, I'd so blow its head off. Bye! <laughs> uh, I can't so tell you anyone have her my look like a zombie? Like, what's the point? What? So she doesn't even look like a zombie? She's, she, she buys a lot of bronzer? She's like the Twilight Vampire of zombies? But, like, if she doesn't eat enough brain, she gets angry. And she can't taste anything unless it's spicy. You know, like, like this, zombies. The show would be great if this main, like a rotted out, like Night of the Living Dead zombie, and she doesn't have dialogue. She's and just nobody and the sees other, it. No, the other characters understand her. So <laughs> that's a good point, Liv. <laughs> <laughs> we should make this version of the show. Someone give Will, a totally real person, a movie contract right now. <laughs> I would, I would watch that. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Danny, what are you uh, reading? Ah, that's what I had pre-planned. Okay. When I, I knew this was going to happen. So you, so you read a thing? Uh, <laughs> you were talking about time travel through people because... Because you brought it up. I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I recently read a book uh, called... I read a book. <laughs> Good for um, you. <laughs> The First 15 Lives of Harry August. I totally thought you were going to say the first 15 pages of, <laughs> of Harry Potter. Good for you. 
So far, not bad. At least it's better than the opposite, where you're like, I only watched one episode of this terrible show, I Zombie. You just recanted the entire first season to me. <laughs> um, so what's the book about? Uh, it is it's time travel where every time the person dies, the main character, he's reborn into his baby self with all of the memories from his past lives. Really? Yeah. And it's... It's crazy because he lives, you get to experience each one, and it's a long book, and uh, I, I don't know, I just think it's an incredible book. I, I, I would tell more, but I would like people to go out and read it. But it, was, it very much did felt like... Did you write this book? I did not. But no, this person right here did. Did Mike write this book? <laughs> Mike prefers Michael, so keep be careful there. <laughs> um, I do recommend one other book, because you're talking about zombies. Yeah. Um, Nobody gets the girl. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry, that's a superhero book. I meant um, (laughs) the girl with all the gifts is a a book about a little girl who is a zombie, but that no one tells her, and (laughs) don't die. And that's how the book starts. And she's like in class, and she's like chained to a desk, and like she's like, "Why am I chained to a desk? This is weird. I don't recall this being part of childhood." But this is my first time going through it. Yes. It's like the metaverse where they combine there. <laughs> Watch out. I'm going to write this book about a girl's coming of age story. I don't know, Phil. Zombies are what's in <laughs> Did I tell you there's zombies? She's a zombie. <laughs> so, Will, what are you reading? Uh, I read a really boring book about history, but I won't talk about Woo. it. Yeah. If you, I know I talked about Judge John Hodgman uh, before. Yes. It's John Hodgman's podcast, and you should check it out. It's the greatest thing. And they just did one called uh, – all, all the titles are puns on what they uh, he arbitrates on, yeah. and it was uh, Probable Cosplay. Really? It's a guy who's going to a Star Wars convention with, the, with their son, and his wife's coming, and he's dressing as a Jedi, their son's dressing as Luke, and then they want the wife to cosplay, and she won't do it. Okay. And they, he wants John Hodgman to make her do it. But they, uh, it, it, it's funny, they break it down, they, the, everybody sides. But at one point, the kid comes up, and he's the perfect child. It's just a nerd raised nerd child. It's just John Hodgman's like, "What's your favorite Star Wars movie?" He's like, "Uh, it's the one with the snow planet." And you find out Luke or Darth Vader's Luke's father, and he's like, "All right." And he asks him a bunch of other questions. And he's like, "Who shot first? Well, Han shot first. I was like, "He's four. He's a four year old, and he's perfect." <laughs> and the woman does not. So he 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 chose Empire over Jedi. Yes. Blasphemy. No, it's correct. Um, If you want to watch Teddy Bears, there's a whole movie they made about Ewoks you should check out. I am quoting quoting Clerks. (laughs) Well, that's wrong. Jedi's the worst of them. Thank you. I'll go on record. It's the worst of the the good Star Wars movies. Danny, settle this. Uh, Yeah, what's the best... What's the best good Star Wars movie? The animated show on Cartoon Network. The Ask Big Michael. Andy Ask Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Michael strangely has no opinion on this. I wonder why. <laughs> My actual guitarist, Michael, is going to write in. He's going to be so angry about this episode. <laughs> I'm just going to be glad he listened. I am smart enough to abstain from any Star Wars Better than conversations. And this is Final Fantasy, though. I would murder anyone that says it's not Final Fantasy VI. Just throwing Ooh, that out. Well, See, but that's the true fan. The true fan says six. The casual says seven. And I say ten. <laughs> Nobody casual. agrees with me. <laughs> uh, so, where are we up to me? Yeah. Uh, I haven't been reading much. So I'll just go through this briefly. Uh, I'm at the time every year where uh, I teach a, a class at Stockton on stand-up. So, I read all my stand-up books. And uh, what's weird is usually when I go back and read it, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. I forgot about that. This is the first time that I've gone back and read it and was just like, this is wrong. <laughs> like, I, like, I was like, no one does this. This is <laughs> Always make sure you have material written before you go on stage. No. No. <laughs> I don't have time for this. You'll have to tell me about that. We're playing our first uh, anime convention in like two weeks. And uh, you get, which you one? Do some stand up. 
Uh, is it the one we're at? Because that'd be great. Is it the one in Westchester? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you there. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Uh, Toshini, Toshibi. You are. Tamagotchi. Yep. The, the, uh, <laughs> we should ask the Akira Toriyama fan in here. <laughs> Was that Westchester gone? Uh, yeah. And, uh, Can we do. I'm trying to figure out, like, what point I should prepare, like, our. our uh, presentation you know like do it like college like just like the last minute like <laughs> i feel like it's a little different when you have a band like are you just gonna go on stage <laughs> yeah, like all right let's do this you can't do the college thing <laughs> me michael like... michael and michael <laughs> dude we have a concert tomorrow i haven't even started writing yet do you like have an old one that i could just put my name on or something <laughs> I'm just going to email them and not attach anything. <laughs> that usually gets me another week. If I was real, you could do a bit. I'll just sit on your lap and we'll put like the lines on my mouth. <laughs> and we'll do like a whole ventriloquist bit. I, we'll be the best band in the world. <laughs> There's not a lot of ventriloquist bands. Yeah. Or in, in any, probably. <laughs> I bet there's one. Well, the guy who won America's Got Talent one year was an, a, a ventriloquist impressionist singer. <laughs> I know, it's too many words. They gave him a million dollars for that. In my next life, that's what Can I would be. Can you be an animatronic folk band? Do you have enough time for that? <laughs> Man, we'll be Freddy these... and the Fast Bears. This yeah. is such an inspiring oh, day. Topical. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be popular for another three months. Oh, man. That's... Oh, hey... That's becoming a movie. Tanashi Khan, I believe. Is the Welcome to 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Just meet me in Westchester on April 25th. Just be there. I promise you there's a convention. The yeah. Look Just for us. Meet in the parking lot. <laughs> Look for us with a bunch of imaginary people. It'll be fine. And a Casio keyboard Just driving a car. <laughs> Just me talking to myself in a parking lot. It'll be great. No, I'm pretty excited about that uh, that con, and then we're doing one the next month, uh, J1 Con, and um, but we haven't done them before. But we did a uh, we did Fergie's yeah. the comedy show, which I met some of the people here at before. Yeah. And um, what's your name? <laughs> Ramon. Hello again, Ramon. Uh, there, he's looking at an empty chair. <laughs> um, so. Uh, yeah, we had a really good time at Fergie's, and we realized, like, we really enjoyed playing uh, non-traditional venues, um, like comedy shows. And well, If you want to come do our comedy show, just yeah. let me know. Not interested. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be great. Cool. <laughs> I'll do every comedy show. <laughs> yes. uh, so, real quick, what you playing besides music? What am I playing? All right. Got to think about that one. So, oh, Nier. N-I-E-R. That's, uh, that's like the hipster game, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you got you to gotta call it a game and no one's heard of. But um, I think, I guess this was technically like Drakengard 3 before they went and made a Drakengard 3. Okay. But you can buy the game for like 15 bucks, and I recommend that everyone does. The game's absolutely incredible. It's it shares. It's the first game since I, I played since Final Fantasy VI that doesn't care about making the world a horrible, depressing place. <laughs> and I kind of like that. Because, Don't want to like, live here. Like, why do all fantasy games have to be like bright and shiny? Like, because I'm that's what the word fantasy means. I'm pretty sure, like, it's what, what your dreams are. The Dark Ages weren't like friggin' awesome. Yeah, but if it was a fantasy... They'd be called the friggin' awesome times. <laughs> you want to uh, go to the friggin' awful, awesome fair? About that. Yes. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> the friggin' awesome. The uh, song I may or may not play tonight. Uh, I wrote... I was playing Final Fantasy... It's not Final Fantasy. It is The Last Story, which is like... Story. So it's a ob- synonym. It's so like obviously... Synonym. Yeah, it's a synonym. <laughs> I was playing the last story, and um, they keep like hinting in this game. Did, did anyone here play it, Ramona? You it's a great <laughs> so it's a really great game, but they keep hinting about all of these. If you recall, there's like all these times where they're like, "Oh my goodness, the the princess is like the strongest magic user, and she can totally save herself." Except seventy percent of the gameplay is saving her. <laughs> okay. 
And I was like 30 hours into the game, and I just like threw down the controller, walked into the other room, and wrote a song in like the time it takes to play a song about how I just think that's just, it's just screwed up. Like at this <laughs> point, like there needs, like I think there should, like the next Legend of Zelda link should be Zelda. They're talking about that on the internet. There's some conspiracy. Oh, theory. you should play as, as Zelda and Link's in trouble? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what yeah, should that happen. Yeah, that sounds great. As long as they actually do it, and it's not just like you in a dungeon waiting for Link to come save you. <laughs> <laughs> you play a Zelda. The whole game is like. There is a game where you play a Zelda. Is it called Smash Brothers? <laughs> oh, it's for CDI. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> is it is it full of like oh brother jokes and <laughs> excuse me, princess? <laughs> I always imagine Zelda's like doing really important world saving stuff and then Link he's like, I got this gem, what do I do with it? You put it in the hole that's shaped like that gem. Really? Uh, go get the blue one. Oh, I forgot about the blue one and you like run off like a bumbling idiot. Oh, uh, you wanna play a game well, that's play Navi? No, you're you're Listen <laughs> He doesn't listen. <laughs> it's just the world's worst escort mission. <laughs> Man, I'm ready for that gameplay mode to end. Escort <laughs> missions? Oh, yeah. Like the guy gets hit twice and game over? Yeah. Thanks a lot. It'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pass on to Will. What do you play, man? Uh, I, I returned to my world of tanks recently. It's free to play, guys. You should check it out. They've gone insane no. in the six months I haven't played. You, they're on the moon now. <laughs> That's not the world. Yeah, well, no, it's the moon of tanks. <laughs> and also, nobody appreciates when you can be French tanks now, and then I immediately sign out of the game. Like, I start playing, and then I sign out. I give up. <laughs> I like to think one person's like, ha, I get it. <laughs> That's it. It's, it's uh, still fun. Uh, so real quick, I went to uh, Geek Fest, uh, and uh, they had Quidditch. So I played a game of Quidditch, and it was amazing. Like, I was the only one to show up, and then all of a sudden, all these people come in, like, all right, we're going to play a real game of Quidditch. Here's a stick. And uh, I was a chaser. Yes, I was a chaser. And uh, <laughs> they put us at our hoops, and uh, there was no snitch. They didn't have a snitch, so there was no snitch. And uh, it was great. Which I think he's still a cop. They can't get like a uh, chicken and spray paint it gold. No, they, they usually do, but for this they didn't. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> it was great because they, they, the ref pointed at us and went, "You guys, what's your team name?" And everyone went to discuss, and I just went Hufflepuff. <laughs> and then my team went, "Oh." <laughs> I was like, "All right, you guys, what's your team?" Gryffindors. Oh. <laughs> Someone's going to die. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I actually scored a, uh, three goals in, uh, in my game of Quidditch, which is a sorting hat trick. And, and that was my joke. Thank you. <laughs> now, it was exhausting. It's worse than soccer. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun, and I'm actually going to try to get some of the professional uh, Quidditch players that were there on the show in the future. So it's a good time. I recommend it. Uh, so uh, that's going to do it for what you're watching, what you're reading, what you're playing. If there was ever a time for there to be a musical performance, it would be right now. Mm-hmm. Right now. I don't know how Danny <laughs> feels. I don't know. Do you guys, did you guys want to hear that song? <laughs> Whoa. That is totally a real applause. <laughs> <laughs> and, not, <laughs> and not from a machine. Not that Kevin button. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's, he's, he's got to set up the whole band, so... We'll have a s- Come on, guys. You got, he got up awkward and nervously like he was, like we called his bluff and there's not really a band. <laughs> so, oh, I gotta be three other people. <laughs> he's, oh, he's handing the guitar to Will. Will's gonna have to learn that quickly. <laughs> learn that song right now. <laughs> All right. I want to, I went to see, uh, see Fastball last year. Yeah. And uh, they, somebody called out uh, Freebird. And they and they did it. They played the entire thing. It's like like we hate you for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, his I, point I, was like no one really wants to hear that. Song. Yeah. 
it's just someone being a jerk. Because I, I yelled it at someone playing the bagpipes once, and they played it. And I was like, no, I just wanted him to stop. <laughs> so do you want to point the one mic at the guitar? I don't... Yeah. yeah. We usually don't have musical talent here on the show, so this is, this is uncharted Well, territory. it's yet to be seen if you do today. <laughs> right. You can kind of bend it more. Would you mind if to... I just, like, you could get stand up and play it? A... Um, you could yeah. just run around playing it. Yeah, it's fine. We'll just... <laughs> He's talking to yeah. the audience. Not we're we're going to add a song in post, I think. Yeah. Do the John Madden. He's throwing the ball. <laughs> he made Dan made a John Madden joke just now. It's the only it's the only sports joke I know. And he doesn't watch sports. Is, what he's is he still uh, you know throwing the old pigskin around? The John Madden John Madden never <laughs> threw a pigskin around. So when I have like a weird long awkward pause, you that's got, all this is right, right, right now because you're not into the mic. Yeah, nobody. That's why I'm narrating what you're doing. So I hope you can yeah. play while that's happening. <laughs> Well, we'll add it in post. So, ladies and gentlemen, Sidewalk Atlas. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to get real friendly, right? <laughs> so, normally when you go to see a concert, the band's been, like, setting up for, like, three hours before you ever got there. And you have the privilege of watching it. All right, here we go. I don't know who you are. I've never seen your face. Still I can tell by the way that you look I know That I was meant to save you Can't you see this tattooed hand This bruise that I'm your man I love to I've always known that I would claim the throne. Growing up as a pauper, I would turn around to the temples where the tales were told. All I have to find is this triforce, then you're mine. Then you'll be Noise again. Sidewalk <clears throat> Atlas. All right, we gotta we got a lightning round through this real quick. So we end every podcast with a game. Uh, this week we brought uh, the Geek's Guide to Dating, a book that I don't remember how I acquired. So, huh. 
I hope it wasn't a gift from someone that matters to you. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's from the former uh, guy from Geekadelphia, the guy who yes, found. Yes, who in... will not return my emails to be uh, on this show. Well, that's because uh, <laughs> Eric Smith giving his book is... away. He's a he's a busy guy. Just had he's a, book a busy come out. dude. I'm also Eric Smith. Oh wow! You didn't know. <laughs> that makes me Eric Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Danny. What did you bring? What? You brought a prize, oh, right? I was like, are we already in the game? Yeah, we got. Yeah. We're, we're, I brought is my it that guitar? CD. Oh. Because it's also promotion. <laughs> That's the tagline. <laughs> All right, to play host versus guest versus audience, we need an audience member. We're to bring a prize. What are you guys bringing this week? I see uh, the myth of safe sex on VHS. <laughs> that looks great. Uh, and education. Fallout Three concept Ooh. art is that? Oh, is that a duo? Yes. Oh my god, I want that duo <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Uh, we got uh, two CDs. One is Non-Stop Disco, and one is Betty Davis. Uh, Edda James. Edda James, whatever. <laughs> and then we got two blind boxes, DC and Marvel. Danny, choice is yours. What do you want to play for? Do you want to play I get to play for these things? Yeah, choose one. one. Choose one. Oh, man. And quicker than... I am going to go for the myth of safe sex. <laughs> the myth of safe sex. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant looking. A poor choice. <laughs> And I still have a VHS player, so... Why? <laughs> to watch Quantum Leap, of course. All right, audience member, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Sleep Asian Guy, Vinny. Hi, Vinny. Welcome to the back of the show. Okay. Yeah, move closer to the table so you don't have to hold it. That's why the table's there. All right. Really quick. We're, we're probably only going to do one round of this, or elimination style probably or something. Uh, this is called Snarky Netflix. I've taken the Netflix descriptions of various films... Directly from Netflix. You need to tell me what the film is. <clears throat> Vinny, I have 15 of these. I have 12 of these. Which one do you want? I'll take four. Number four. four. Two high school music geeks finally get to live their dream, but are... Uh, bad, bad, bad. Live the dream, but are rich in the cable fame... What? And are rich on cable fame worth selling out for. Say that again. Two high school music geeks finally get to live their dream, but are riches and cable fame worth selling out for? Vinny, what's the name of this film? (laughs) That's the long title. (laughs) (laughs) No movies, right? Yeah, they're all movies. movies. (laughs) Vinny, I need an answer. I do not have an answer. Uh, the name of that film was Wayne's World. Ah. It's a good film. I Danny, which one do you want? I they were in school. I'll take three. Number three. Oh, by the way, because I have to present, we're playing Fergie's uh, next Sunday. Not this Sunday, the following <laughs> okay. Sunday. Come see us. There, there's plugs later, but uh, three <laughs> days, one deserted island, 42 students, most, uh, most must kill to survive. One hell of a school voucher program. Whoa, I have no idea. Three days, one desert island, 42 students must kill to survive, one hell of a student voucher program. No idea? None. That <laughs> film is called Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will, film. to win this whole game, give right. me a number. Do we do number one? No. All right. Fool them once, they change the game. Fool them twice, you become the reluctant hero and spark a revolution. What is the name of this film? I'm going to go with The Hunger Games, Catching Fire. That is correct. Since we got to get out of here, that makes Will our winner. <laughs> Vinny, thank you so much for playing. we got to get out of here. Anything you want to plug? Well, I just did it. We're playing Fergie's, uh, not this Sunday, but the Sunday following. Uh, What's the date? April 19th. It's Eight. my birthday. Come get drunk and uh, listen to our songs and laugh at... Uh, some good, ama- amazing Philadelphia comedians. And then after that, oh, we're playing, we're headlining a festival at the Franklin Institute. Oh. On, um, it's the Philly <laughs> Science Fair. Um, so come out to that. That's April 24th. But uh, go to sidewalkatlas.com. We got like six shows this month. So, And of course, the con in Westchester. Yes. Which is the 25th of April, I believe. Yes, yes it is. We'll be there as well. So be sure to come out to that. Will, anything to add? Uh, you can check us out at Fergie's. I'm, uh, uh, Tenochtitlan. Come to Tenochtitlan. Because <laughs> we're the same guy, guys. Yeah, right. Good job, Will. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Be sure to give us five stars on iTunes and leave a fact about a pineapple and I'll read it on the show. We still don't have any facts. Uh, also, be sure to give us five stars on Stitcher and also make us the podcast of the month on podcastline.com. Uh, upcoming shows include next week will be Jakar of Row Wrestling Referee Bryce Remsburg on the show. It's going to be fantastic. Then April 23rd, it's going to be Crimson Pleasure from Real Women of Gaming. May 7th, we are canceled. I will be at Wizard World. Uh, then on the 14th, we have the creator of Cluster Puck 99, Nick Madonna. On the 21st of May, we're going to have the Old City Sideshow here. Yeah. That's going to be really cool. Uh, on the 28th, we have Joe Pardo from the Dreamers Podcast. And on the 4th, we have Lonnie from Too Many Games. It's going to be a fantastic <laughs> couple shows. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> All right. We'd like to thank Ben Affleck for making the show possible and keeping the streets of Gotham City safe. This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you so much. Woo!